0: Welcome to Multi-Level Motivation. I'm Marilyn,
1: And I'm Miles. We are a mother-son podcast duo.
0: And we bring our unique experiences alongside experts to all level up together. And today I want to bring to you my friend, another one of my friends, imagine that, Monica Ricci. If you'll do this, the pleasure of introducing yourself.
2: I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on, Mary Lynn and Miles. This is really fun. I've been listening to your podcast and I love the conversations you have, not only with your guests, but with the two of you, just the two of you together. So this is really fun for me to do.
0: Welcome to multi-level motivation. I'm Mary Lynn
1: and I'm miles. We are a mother son podcast duo
0: and we bring our unique experiences alongside experts to all level up together. And today I want to bring to you my friend, another one of my friends, imagine that, Monica Ricky. I say Ricky. Am I saying it right? It's Ricky, but you're close. Ricky. <laughs> I I I anyway, regard. Going- <laughs> so, Monica, if you'll do this the pleasure of introducing yourself.
2: I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on, Marilyn and Miles. This is really fun. I've been listening to your podcasts and I love the conversations you have, not only with your guests, but with the two of you, just the two of you together. So this is really fun for me to do. Uh, I am Monica Ricky. I am uh, a digital nomad. That means that I live all over the place. I live, live everywhere. I travel full time. I stay with friends, colleagues, family. And sometimes I even stay with people I don't know before. I haven't met before, which is super fun. And I am a coach. I'm a heroic coach. And what that means is the work that I do helps people move toward being their best and most heroic self every day and live lives of uh, deep meaning and purpose. And it is incredibly fulfilling work. I absolutely love it.
0: Well, Monica, let me just give a little background too on how we met. So we are on a morning show on a social drop-in audio app called Clubhouse. It's called Breakfast with Champions. And we started out together kind of in the audience, you know, then we kind of moved up to stage together. Then we paired up and we had our own rooms and those were really popular. And then we are now both segment hosts. So we've kind of come up through the ranks together. And so I think we have a, a kinship that way. And besides you're a really awesome person, but you know, while we are very different our mindsets are aligned and so that's why I wanted to bring you on today just kind of talk about some of those things I've watched you go through and so you weren't always a heroic coach and you weren't always a champion I mean you were always really pretty freaking cool right but there was a time not too long ago where you your life looked much different and you blew it all up (laughs) so talk to us a little bit about that and the remaking of Monica tour.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that's an understatement, Marilyn. So I had been, uh, in a 24 year relationship, 18 of those years, I was married to my husband the first six years, you know, we were dating and living together. And, and in 2019, I started this health journey, this health and fitness journey. And it, it, as it began to grow and I began to uh, really push myself hard physically And delve into more personal growth and development, I started hearing what used to be very faint whispers get louder and louder and louder in in myself, my own, you know, I call it my own inner knowing that I had really uh, kind of silenced and put on the back burner for a very, very long time. And the essential message that I was getting from my inner knowing is there's more for you there's more for you. And uh, that was a little bit, uh, honestly, it was a little bit unnerving because here was this kind of inner voice that was speaking. And I didn't know what that meant. I I didn't know kind of what I was growing into Mm -hmm. becoming. You know, sometimes I wonder, does a caterpillar know that they're going to be a butterfly or do they just know that they're turning into mush and goo and they don't (laughs) know what's happening, right? That's kind of how I How I feel looking back on it. But ultimately, what happened was I blew up my life. I ended my marriage. Uh, We had a beautiful home that I just was so in love with in Atlanta. And we had a home in the mountains that I ran as a vacation rental. And we had this really solid, stable, what I felt was a solid, stable life that I was like exploding and that is not easy to do it's it's one thing to explode your marriage if it's terrible and if it's if there's terrible things right in in, in the container of that relationship it's a very different thing to explode a relationship where it's pretty good right no real and, complaints right Right. No real, no real complaints on the surface. No real complaints.
0: No abuse, no
2: infidelity. Right. You know, none of of those. None of it. No excessive drinking, no substance abuse, like nothing. But, but where the complaint, if you can use the word was coming from was my deepest self understanding and then articulating to me that this is not the relationship it should be Th- that there is there is so much more possible for you in the context of a primary relationship my former husband is a wonderful person He is a good man and we are we had a really really good friendship and right. marriage should be more than a good friendship
0: right and i too had a marriage to a really nice guy You know, um, my ex-husband and I mean, Miles still talks to him occasionally just because he's a good guy. My mom still talks to him because he's a good guy, but good people that just doesn't necessarily mean that is meant for you. And sometimes we settle and we get comfortable because i got married because i thought i should be married because my son i was a single mom and i thought that's what it was supposed to look like and so sometimes we do things um, that are perfectly fine but you know or acceptable or but they're not what's meant for us in the end as we grow so uh, i can relate i can relate (laughs) so
2: and you know what one thing i want to point out too because you know i don't know who's going to hear this podcast like people I know could hear this podcast. Shoot, my former husband could hear this podcast, right? And so what I what I lean into is my guiding belief, one of my guiding beliefs, which is all timing is perfect timing, and everything is as it should be. Right. And so it would be very easy for me to look back over those twenty four years and and have regrets over that, but I'm not doing that, and I and I won't do that, right? Because there was a reason, there was a purpose, there was it was very good. There were very good years. And um, I don't know what would have happened if, if I had chosen differently or he had chosen differently. You know, And the interesting thing about relationships is that there are three components. There's the you, there's the me, and there's the us. And you and me can be individually fantastic people. But the us, the relationship is a separate entity. And just because we're great people individually doesn't mean that our relationship is the right one.
0: And that's what so, was nagging at you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You knew there was more there, there, as our friend, Mr. Benstock says, yeah. there's more there, there. And so what you just said, excuse me, I'm leaving or how'd that happen? No, no, no. <laughs> um,
2: I, I, what I, what I realized was I I felt myself withdrawing from the relationship emotionally. a while
0: would you say that was simultaneously and you're saying alongside your exercising and you're really get building your confidence and your inner knowing like you said so the two went hand in hand
2: yeah and i want to be really clear about something what looks like on the surface what things look like on the surface is not always what they are which i know is an obvious statement right but i think a lot of times what we see in the dissolution of relationships that seems to come from a physical transformation. The assumption on the outside is very often, oh, well that guy lost a hundred pounds and got you know all buff and then he thought he was too great for his wife and he left her or vice versa, right? Oh, he got somebody hotter, or younger, whatever. But here's the thing, that's the appearance of what it sometimes can look like. But what's actually happening is the person underneath is actually the the thing that's changed. The outer vessel certainly has changed, but just changing the outer vessel doesn't mean, oh, I think I'm too big for my britches now, and I'm going to go find somebody better. It's who you are in the the inside that begins to make you question, is this relationship right for me? Not is this person a bad person or a good person, but it's the internal change that, that is the catalyst that drives people, and it's It's what you become when you put yourself through that kind of uh, a disciplinary uh, regimen that changes you both physically, emotionally, and mentally.
0: And well, that's what I want to talk about too. And I want to get Miles in on this is, you know, he is uh, very athletic and um, since leaving school and those organized sports, you know, he hasn't always had the same discipline, but you are incredibly disciplined when it comes to that, but you weren't always either. You started off, and I happened to have those insights with just what was it, twelve minutes uh, a day challenge for two weeks, and then it led to this whole lifestyle, and it led to what you're doing now. Like I think you mentioned casually the other day, going on a thirty-one mile bike ride. Yeah. With while you're fasting. Yeah. So how does somebody go from <laughs> oh, and I don't know how much weight you lost, but I've seen the pictures just from, you know, from every day. Okay. Yeah. I sort of eat. Okay. But now I am like out there. I am uh, disciplined, I am, you know, improving and grooving and fasting and riding and showing up as a champion. So, I mean, you had to start somewhere. Where were you that led you to 12 minutes? And how did the 12 minutes lead to this?
2: Well, lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I love this story. I I will never get tired of telling this story. In fact, I think I'm going to build a keynote around it that's called Day 13 because it's so Day 13 was so pivotal. So, in 2018, it was December and um I was on Facebook and a a, a woman that I know who is a personal trainer it issued a New Year's, you know, challenge, you know how people do, new year new you, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And her challenge was 12 minutes, 12 days. And I thought, wonder what that means. And so I looked at it and it was exactly what it was. It was a, it was 12 minutes of working out every day for 12 consecutive days. That was it. And I was at this point in my life where I was in my early fifties, I guess. And I just totally outed myself on my age right now, publicly, (laughs) but whatever.
0: No, that's awesome. We need that.
2: And, um, so I thought, you know, even a loser like me can do 12 minutes, right? Like I can do this. This is not going to be a piece of cake, but I can do it. So that's what I did. And there was a specific program involved. Like she would tell us every, she sent a PDF that had our program on it. So day one, you did these four exercises for 12 minutes. Day two, you did these four. And there was an accountability component too. So we had to, after we did our exercises for the day, for our 12 minutes, we had to take a sweaty selfie, it's what she called it, a sweaty selfie, and post it in a private Facebook group. And then everybody who had compete, or who had completed the every day and never missed a day would be put into a drawing at the end of the 12 days to win, I don't even know what, some prize. Who cares? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not motivated by that stuff. What I was motivated by, though, was my competitive kind of instinct, because I love games. I love competition. And so I was not going to be the person who didn't post a selfie every day. Like I was not going to be that. So I got up at five 30 every day, starting January 7th, 2019. And I did the prescribed workout for the exhausting 12 minutes. Cause I was not in any kind of shape mm-hmm. and I posted my selfie and, and I was so proud of myself, Mary Lynn. I was so proud of myself like, I just couldn't even believe that I had sustained this 12-day um, discipline. And I know it seems so crazy to say 12 minutes, but that's where you got to start. You've got to start with baby steps. You can't go zero to 100. you got to go zero to one, zero to two, zero to five, right? So on day 13, that was when I had to come like face-to-face with myself. Like, okay, nobody's in the group now. Group's done. 12 minute, 12 day challenge done. It's day 13. It's just me now. What do I do? Do I stay in bed? It's 5.30 in the morning. Or do I get up? And day 13 was when I took over the reins of my life after having 12 days of having someone else kind of driving my wagon. Day 13, I took over the reins and I kept getting up and I just kept getting up. Every day I'd get up and what I started to do was I started to add a little more time. I added two minutes to my workout. So then I would do 14 minutes. Then I'd add two more minutes the next week. Finally, you know, I had gotten up to 25, 35 minutes. I was doing weight training. I was doing body weight training. I had started to noodle around on Twitter because I saw some accounts. I saw this one account, um, this gentleman named Jerry Teixeira, who became my first strength training mentor and just to really change my life. And I connected with him and he told me about food and, 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 and just, it kind of really organically built from there. And it turned into something, Marilyn, I cannot even tell you, and Miles, I cannot even tell you it. It was like, it, it took on a life of its own. That's the, the best way I can describe it. And there was no stopping me after that. No stopping me.
1: Would you say that you hate losing more or love winning more?
2: I hate losing. I hate losing more.
1: I, I I feel, or I see that a lot of people, you know, in similar situations or, you know, have a chip on their shoulder or have something to prove, or even if you don't have anything to prove besides something to yourself is that, you know, you don't really care about the achievements and the trophies. You're just like, I'm not coming in last. I'm not going out sad. I'm not gonna be end up like this. I'm not gonna be on my deathbed wishing that it's like that motivation. A lot of times come to me like comes from like, I'm not gonna lose. And then it's about that journey more than just being up on the podium. Like, hey, yeah, look what I did. It's like, no, look what I'm doing every day. Like it doesn't stop kind of thing. So I I feel like your story, you know, that's one of your key motivators. You're just like, I'm just not going out like that. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why community is so important. If I had not had my fitness Twitter community, not only at large, the community at large, but also my very small micro community that we have a private Twitter chat that we've had going for years. If I hadn't had those people, I don't know that I could have done what I did, especially in such a short time Mm. Uh, because I didn't have support at home and I'm not saying my, my, my former husband wasn't, he wasn't unsupportive, but he wasn't particularly supportive either. He was just neutral. He just, honestly, I don't think he cared. I just don't think he cared and that's okay. That's, that's all right because you don't need, and this is really important for anyone who's listening today. You don't need your spouse to care. You don't need your spouse to be a cheerleader. You need to be a cheerleader for yourself and you need to get in a community where people are gonna cheer you on when you feel down and that you can cheer them on when they feel down and they may not be the people closest to you. This is a really important thing to remember is that when people see you winning and changing, not everyone's gonna like it. You gotta understand that right away going in. It's not, some people will cheer for you automatically, but the people closest to you very often will not like the fact that you're doing something different and unfamiliar to them. It's threatening, it's scary. They don't know what's going on. And so just be prepared for it because it's going to, it's going to come.
1: And a lot of people don't want you to change. And because they're comfortable with who you are, they don't want that to, you know, go away or be different. And if you're not winning, it helps other people feel good about themselves because they're like, oh, you know, she, you know, (laughs) she's doing, she's not doing anything crazy. Like I'm good. I can compare myself to her. But if you're out there killing it every day, that makes people uncomfortable because they're like. They look at you and they see like, oh, that's what I should be doing. Or I wish I could do that or whatever the case may be. Yeah,
2: people are, people are mirrors. We're mirrors for other people and people are mirrors for us. And so when, when someone sees you doing really well and making changes in your life and, you know, just killing it, it reminds them of what they may or may not be doing. Right and And it can make them feel bad about themselves. And we have to realize, remember that that's not our problem. That's not our weight to bear. That's their weight to bear
1: I, And just because you touched on it earlier, I want to jump back because I've been curious the whole time about you know your inner knowing, right? It's like there's always I, I always feel like there's a a separation bef- between like who we are, like our soul and our brain, you know, like our mind and our spirit they're not like the same thing. They're sometimes like in competition even with itself. What, if you can remember, was the moment, I know there was whispers going on, when did you finally start to listen? Was there like a key moment where you're like, okay, I'm gonna start listening to my brain or my logic or my gut even, um, instead of ignoring it and putting it on the back burner?
0: Yes. I can tell by her facial expression because we also have video going that oh she's she's got a big yes there. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: saw it too. I saw it too. There's
2: there's a big yes here, and I have to be really careful about it because yeah, no, I just want to be no. respectful. It was one day in I want to say it was March of 2020, or it might have been 2019. Actually, no, it was 2019. Pretty sure it was and my former husband said to me we need to talk and oh, that okay. is that's always a welcome thing me, right when you hear someone say we need to talk everyone's excited about that right oh yeah yeah totally and i sat i remember so clearly like it was yesterday i sat down on the steps and he sat down wherever he was sitting and he told uh he told me about um some financial situations let's just say that were happening in our life that I was unaware of Mm -hmm. that were not small. And in that moment, it was like a switch flipped in my mind. I could feel it. It was unbelievable. And all I felt was this simultaneous kind of rush of fear, almost panic, uncertainty, uncertainty, and rage and the rage they always say rage points to an unmet need the rage was me being rageful at myself Mm -hmm. for being in this situation that my inner knowing had been whispering to me for years about that i hadn't been listening to
1: so you got that confirmation pretty much
2: it was a i think it was a catalyst yeah it was a catalyst i think if we hadn't had that conversation that day that catalyst would not have shown up so strong like it did and again i want to be really respectful
1: i think you are i think you are of
2: him of who he is and of right um, I, I have a I, we all have a part in every situation we we're in the middle of. We all have a part in it somehow. It's
0: really not even so much about that. Um for me it is. I mean, you had your inner knowing came strong that day, the the switch flipped, but you took control after that. Um, I want to know what instead of just moving to an apartment, makes somebody pack up their life into a vehicle and get on the road, and because that's gutsy, you know, and and you were in a safe, secure situation, and also, I know along the same um, lines, so however you want to address this in whichever order, is, you know, were you fully in your workout routine, or were you just starting then, like, has this developed on the road? Kind of like give us the story of both how you got on the road and how this workout have like paralleled as your journey has gone.
2: So I was fully in my workout routine, but only a few months in because it was, I think it was around March-ish of 2019 that we had this conversation. And um, so we decided to take some steps. This was not when the whole thing, marriage blew up. This was This was probably the first big crack, let's just say, in the foundation. And so for the rest of the year, I immersed myself in my fitness routine and my self-development and my nutrition and really building myself. Mm -hmm. And I felt myself, that was when I felt myself pulling away, distancing myself from him um, emotionally. And it all kind of came to a head in december of that year cuz we had we continued to live together it was like one of those things where it's like there's this thing there's an elephant in the room and nobody really wants to say hey there's an elephant in the room <laughs> mm-hmm. what's that elephant doing here right like i didn't talk about it i sort of held it in myself this feeling that i had but i could tell that i was i was disconnecting And we went to uh, Las Vegas in November for a friend's 50th birthday party for a week. And we were very disconnected during that week. And um, then in December, right before Christmas, he confronted me and said, look, I don't know what's going on with you, but I need need you to talk to me about what's happening with you right now. And I just told him. You know, I was like, I, of course I exploded in tears because I was just, you know, had been wrestling with this internally, this almost the whole year. And, you know, I just said, we don't have the kind of marriage that you should have with your pal- with your spouse, with your partner. We don't have that connection. We, we, we haven't had it. We may never have had it. And we both deserve more. In this and it was a very very hard conversation again it's one of those things that you just remember so vividly I remember the date I remember what I was wearing I remember all of it and we cried and cried and talked and cried for three to four hours in the kitchen and and um it was hard
0: I can imagine
2: yeah and and so uh, we agreed to go into counseling after that and um we did that starting in January of 2020. He left for Christmas. He went to his family's house in another state, spent Christmas with them there. I can't remember New Year's. Maybe maybe he was there. I don't remember. Um, but in January, we started counseling and we did five months of counseling. And then that was when, of course, COVID happened. So, and all this time, by the way, we're coexisting. We're getting along well. We've always gotten along well. I mean, friendship was the the, the solid foundation of our relationship. Um, but then in May, after five months of counseling, we, you know, kind of agreed that we were going to part ways. And then everything just blew up. And I, that was when I sort of began hatching, like, what was my next plan? And I just was, I just, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where this clarity, moment came from of like oh my gosh I don't own a house anymore in Atlanta I don't own a house in the mountains anymore there's no reason for me to stay here I could go anywhere and then I went I could also go everywhere and that's kind of what started like I know people everywhere I never see all these people that I'm in my life why don't I just go and see them that's that's how it came about it was amazing
0: I love it because like I said that's that's pretty gutsy and you know I think Um, the reason I pose it that way is I think as you build the confidence muscle, literally you're building your confidence muscle, you know? And so the two really seem to go hand in hand. And so before I go on to the next question, I just want to say, um, I don't know if you feel comfortable, whatever you feel comfortable divulging on this is like, um, how over uh, what period of time you show those before and after pictures, but, Is it been three years, four years, and you don't have to give a number, but maybe a size or an idea of how much you've lost and, you know, um, the, the diet you've used. And I just want to go over that real quick, just because it's been such a transformation and it all started with the 12 minutes and it's led to your routine now, strength training, your meal planning, your, um, weight loss. And so just like in a nutshell, what did you start at and what are you, where are you today? However you feel comfortable divulging that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm an open book about that stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm five foot, either one or two. I really honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, who measures, I don't know, but let's just say I'm five one. Um, so I'm not a tall person, but it, in my, when I started in 2018, you know, I had fluctuated for a while, like you do, you know, you fluctuate a little bit. But in 2018, at the end of 2018, when I launched into that challenge, I'm I'm gonna say I was about 140, 142 pounds on a five-one frame, right? So I was I was curvy, definitely curvy. Um and in the course of a year, I dropped 30 pounds and I was at 110, and then I put back on about 10 pounds because I had I had dropped more weight than I really needed to drop. And I, I I was a little too thin. And so now I've, I settled in at about a, a nice um 120. And I'm, you know, very muscular. And, you know, as you know, muscle is smaller, more dense, but you know, a pound of muscle is is is, is a lot smaller physically than a pound of fat. And so even at 120 pounds, which might seem heavy on paper for someone who's only one. I'm I'm mostly muscle. And so I am not as, you know, big, I guess, physically big as someone 120 pounds with a different body composition, let's say, because I've been 128 pounds, 130 pounds before and been much bigger, which is, you know, not, not a lot of weight in numbers, but in the size is bigger. So the strength training is all part of that. And, And the way that the nutrition played into it, and this is really important, when I discovered the importance of protein and how to gauge how much protein I needed, the fat just started like really coming off and the muscle started really coming on because I had kind of hit a plateau in spring about was about May of 2019. I had lost probably 10-ish pounds um, by that time, but I had hit a plateau. And that's when I consulted with Jerry from Twitter. And he talked to me about the importance of protein. And that was like a game changer, big time.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Because like I said, I did want people to know like, hey, you know, starts with 12 minutes a day and now, hey, you know, here we are um, looking great, you know, low body fat, good meal planning and all the good things. So then you found heroic coaching. Where in your journey did you come across that? Because I wanted you to describe what Miles loves the Stoics. You know, so I think he'll be really love to talk to you about that. So if you could describe a little bit about that and miles, you know, jump in and ask questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, what yeah. 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 Uh, we're in 2022. Uh, one of my fitness Twitter people in my very small community in my private message community sent me a link and he said, Hey, I just discovered this program. I think it's right up your alley. I think you'll love it. And I clicked on it, and it was the Heroic Coach Program. And it's a 10-month, they they say it's 300 days, which is, of course, roughly 10 months, mastery program, self-mastery program. And you can opt to either do this coaching certification component that comes with it, or you can just do the mastery for yourself. I opted for the coaching certification because I was already a coach. So I thought, wow, this is going to be great. I'd love to get another certification. Like, why not? And so the the if I had to nutshell the Heroic program, I would say, and this is what I do say every time I am asked now, Heroic is a self-mastery personal development program that combines ancient Stoic wisdom with the modern science of human behavior and peak performance. It's a body of content that is not original in any form, but it is a compilation of all the Stoics, plus people like Mark Divine and David Goggins and Martin Seligman and Joseph Campbell and Abraham Maslow. There's these all these ideas that they pull together, and that come to bear in the in the container of heroic that moves people forward, that creates accountability, that draws forth the excellence and the. And the hero inside of each of us, so that we do end up living lives of deep meaning and fulfillment and impacting other people in the same way. It's it's the best body of content and the best personal development I've ever done. And I've done a lot.
1: So summarize that 10 months into one sentence. I was gonna <laughs> <laughs> no. Um what you know, two kind of a two-part thing here. Did you ever have the inclination that you yourself was a hero before this program you know in your previous relationship or previous life um or did that was that awaken out of you and it kind of opened your eyes while you were you know completing the program and um or after you're finished and then that's the first part second part would be if there is any, because I know a lot of very motivated people like yourself usually hang on to a few sentiments. Was there anything that like every day, quote or, or something that you like had like up on your vision board or something from that program that you're like, yes, like that just rings true to me.
2: There's a lot, there's a lot that rings true to me. And I use this content, the heroic content every day in my coaching, every single day in my coaching, I use it. I use multiple aspects of it it's essentially a battery of tools, right? And, and what's interesting is that um, research is showing that therapy is really helpful. However, therapy combined with coaching is even more helpful because therapy exists in the domain of the past, but coaching exists in the present and in the future. And our identities, who we perceive ourselves to be, are impacted by our behaviors. So therapy is great for looking back to connect the dots to see why am I this way, but it doesn't help you move forward. It just helps you see where you've come from. Coaching, specifically this kind of coaching, which is very action oriented, helps you to move forward so that you rewrite the past. You don't continue to bring the past into your present and your future. Um, as far as uh, something that I I sort of have grasped, grasped onto, there's so much, but one of the, one of the quotes that I really love is from Abraham Maslow, which is what one can be, one must be. And I, I never thought, uh, I never used the word hero ever in my life ever. Like, it's just not a word that was in my vernacular. Now it is. Um, but I did think of myself as, as somewhat of a champion through this trans transformational process, not only for what I was able to do with my own, my own health, my own sense of confidence and, and, and literally rebuilding my body like rebuilding when I put remaking Monica on my Instagram like that was I was not being um you know I was being literal I physically remade myself and there's something incredibly powerful about that about the ability to to change your body composition such that it is completely different than it's ever been before by the way in the middle of your life not in your 20s or 30s so there's that but as far as the heroic comp- uh, component goes, um, I would have never used that word, but now that I am into it and I and I love this program, I really like the word heroic. Um, I don't love the, the word hero as a noun, but I like the word heroic as an adjective. Um, it's inspiring to me and and it it shows up in a lot of ways. you know like I just talked to somebody recently who had an upset with a business partner. And the way that he he responded was heroic. It was like he could have gotten down in the dumps and been really angry for days and weeks and been a victim, but he he allowed himself to feel sad and angry and whatnot for for like a day or two. And then he sw- switched and he and he went into heroic mode. Okay, now what? What do I do now? Let me take action, right? These moments are the heroic moments of our lives. And the more we repeat, and use these tools that we learn in the heroic coach program the more heroic moments we stack every yeah. every day the more wins we stack and and every day if we're stacking more and more and more wins that helps to offset all the negative programming that we've grown up with and if you're not familiar with the golden buddha it's an absolutely beautiful story and and we are all the golden buddha from the legend that the thailand actually, actually not legend is actually true but it's about this golden Buddha that was covered over with with, with plaster and, and dirt and whatnot to hide it from marauding invaders. And after hundreds of years, nobody remembered that the Buddha was golden until it started to crack. And that's who we are. Like we are uncovering as we get older in our lives, our own golden Buddha, like the beautiful, perfect being that we were born that got covered over. And that's the way that I feel about this, this heroic transformation.
1: Awesome.
0: Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes just showing up for yourself can be heroic, right?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Every day we show up for ourselves is heroic. And, you know, sometimes we forget to show up for ourselves and then we, we wonder why can't we show up for other people? Well, you can't, you, like we always say on Clubhouse and Breakfast with Champions, you can't pour from an empty bucket, right? You can't you got to fill your own bucket and that's what heroic is about is about filling your own heroic bucket so that you can be in service to the rest of the world.
0: And well Monica that's um you know as we wrap up I, I the more i hear the more i know you're in line with what we are trying to really get people to understand when we say multi level we're saying there are people who cannot get out of bed and then we know these amazing champions and the through line that we like to bring is the just start. You know, um, I talk. I've talked about it in my personal journey and with you. It was just the twelve minutes a day for twelve days, and how you showed up for yourself on the thirteenth day was where you start showing up heroic. So, just want to say that, and also yeah. having a toolbox and having a community and putting those things in place, and you know, the transformation that's happened um, in your life in relationships and, and coaching and going on the road, you know, it all stemmed from just starting. So that's what I really wanted to impress is that, you know, just starting with the 12 minutes, um, having your toolbox, having your community. And then there's something you say that I think too, is what you embody, you know, that identity. Um, so I think that's the last thing we'll close with is tell people how to show up to, to, Get it, uh, grasp an identity, hang on to that and how you show up. You know, when you say identity you Identity is such up, a I...
2: great topic. Yeah. So identity is a really, really good topic. And it is one of the core planks in the heroic platform. And our behaviors are directly and always in line with our identity. And so if we want to change our identity, change the results, we need to change our behaviors. So some people say start with the mindset, you know, picture yourself as the identity you want. That's awesome. But you've got to also do the behavior. So my one of my identities is committed champion. And so when I don't feel like, let's say, taking a bike ride or doing leg day or working the kettlebells, I ask myself, what would committed champion do right now? Are you are you embodying the behaviors of a committed champion? Because if you are, that's awesome. You're in alignment with your identity. But if you're not you're out of alignment and that doesn't feel good right and so behavior drives identity until identity drives behavior they connect they're circular right but if you see yourself as a couch potato and and you're waiting to be inspired to not be a couch potato you can't just wait you have to take action because behavior drives identity and and the more consistent that you apply the behaviors the more your identity will begin to shift and shift and shift and shift. And I just put on Twitter today, in fact, that the as the identity shifts, you go from being the couch potato to the person who must move in order to feel in alignment with yourself. That's the importance of identity. And so whatever your, whatever your behaviors are, they are reflecting what you believe about yourself.
1: I love that. I love that. That, you know, I I think for a lot of people, you know, that may listen or will listen in the future, it's important for them to know because um, they don't really, not everybody understands that your, you know, your actions are who you are. It's not your thoughts, really. And, you know, we've all, I don't want to speak for you, but, you know, as humans, a lot of times we like to, I know I have been like, you know, who I who I am is who I think I am kind of thing. But once you get out there and I'm I'm on the same wavelength that you're probably on, which you spoke about just a few seconds ago, I don't feel myself unless I'm working out, getting some sun, you know, uh, going for a walk, a bike ride, getting, going to the gym. I ran this morning, doing jujitsu, all these things. Like when when I'm physically, you know, at my peak, and filled up for the day like it feels like my mental can now get there and then my spiritual can get there it's like all all work together you can't have one without the other so I'm glad you said that That was a beautiful beautiful way to wrap it up at that 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 rang true to me so I really appreciate your words
2: (laughs) thank you Miles so much for saying that I I really appreciate that I have so loved this conversation I feel like I've I've talked an awful lot but um but I, I'm i hopeful that every everything that I have said is in some fashion going to be helpful to somebody out there who hears it.
1: 100%,
2: 100%. So with that, Monica, just thank you um,
0: for coming on. I mean, I couldn't think of somebody, you know, who embodies more what we stand for, honestly, or what we are trying to accomplish here. So, you know, I ha- I just know the best people, you know, we know some of the most awesome people. So thank you for your time, A, but... Where can people get in touch with you? I mean, people may want to know more about this heroic coaching or what you're doing or follow you on Twitter. Where can we find you?
2: Thank you for asking, Mary Lynn. I appreciate that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at I am at Monica Rickey, which is easy. And it's R I C C I. You can also find me at Instagram at Remaking and certainly people can reach out to me and I am, because I'm a heroic coach and a heroic ambassador, I'm happy to offer you 12, I'm sorry, not 12 days. See that, I mean the 12, 30 free days of heroic premium for anyone who asks and there's no strings attached at all. It's just a wonderful, delicious, yummy month long sample of this beautiful stoic content and, um, the, and the other content that we, that we lean into. So anyone can reach out to me, DM me and I'll be happy to send you a link for that. That'd be great.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. You want to say anything?
1: No, I just want to say thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> we'll
2: nice have a great. Great to meet you, Miles. Finally. Great Sorry. to meet you as well. Thank you.
1: Right. Bye, Monica. Bye, Monica.